Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry. Welcome to the game of networking, and I'm excited and always honored when you get to interview a legend and one of your closest friends in the industry. You get really, really excited. Lisa's one of those people that most of you already know is one of the most influential people in the entire industry because not only is she one of the smartest people you ever meet, but she's also so good with relationships. I'm, last night, you know, I shoot her questions. She calls me, I think it was 10 p.m. We talked till 10.45 p.m. my time, which is 11.45 p.m. her time. And she just gets it. She just gets this industry. And so for me, I'm always just listening. I'm taking notes while I'm on my phone. She gets to hear my kids in the background. And so she doesn't even know what the topic is today because I believe she's that good. She just likes to just go off of, you know, what she has and she just shares it. She shares her heart with everybody. And so I'm going to give the topic. And from there, I don't even know where we're going to go, Lisa. It could be anywhere. But if someone were to ask this question, and you can rephrase this however you want. What are the top reasons why somebody typically fails in network marketing? And I know that there's so many different directions that somebody can go, but what are some of the things that come to your mind when somebody says, you know, what are the top reasons why individuals fail in networking? I don't have to think about that. I mean, it's, it's, it's a cascading effect from this, but it all starts with false expectations. Would you say it's a combination? Because sometimes I've even seen, and I'll take it kind of a reverse approach on this. Sometimes I've seen people where uh, the the leader is actually trying to teach them the proper expectations. But I think a lot of times, and maybe I'm wrong on this, I think a lot of times in network marketing, when people get involved, even when you tell them that this is a real business, even when you tell them that this could take... It, two, it doesn't three, matter because 80% of new people are brought in by new people. So seldomly is a new person that is brand new, their first exposure from that leader who's trying to now correct their already mismanaged expectations. They look at the business and somewhere along the line, it only takes four or five people, meaning four or five people that are actually going to go to work with you to start to build a foundation, to start a great business that will take time to develop and build they hear, I only have to sponsor two or I only have to talk to two or whatever it is they hear, but they never really see it as a business. And let's look at the reality. Most people do not wake up one day and say, oh my gosh, I think I want to start a business. What kind of a business shall I start? Oh, let me evaluate all the types of businesses I can start. I've settled it on network marketing. Gee, what a good idea. Let me go evaluate network marketing companies to see which one resonates with me. Which one shall I pick? More than likely, they were sitting at home watching TV, hanging out. The phone rang. Somebody very excited that they know uh, took them to a meeting, whether it's virtual or live. And the next thing they knew, in an excited state of mind, after seeing a bunch of circles they didn't understand to begin what they meant, um, three days later, their doorbell rang and the exciting product that they like to use shows up. And it's like, now what do I do? And they think, oh, I know. I'm going to talk to a few friends of mine who are going to get as excited as I do and away I'll go. Little do they know they were the 37th phone call that that friend made and 35 before said no and they almost didn't get the call. But that one person 
that's brand new that called them had that hearty resistance to negativity, to mediocrity. They'd made a decision. They were excited, which may not last. But in that moment, there was a connection of, yes, I'll go to a meeting with you. And here we are. And that's all great because I love the space, but it is a business and people's expectation of how quickly things should happen, what should happen, how it should happen. It all sets them up for an, uh, an enormous sense of disappointment, letdown and feelings of inadequacy with what they are able to do in the time frame that they allow themselves to do it, which is usually somewhere between 72 hours and a week. So, I mean, going with that, if it's 72 hours to a week and I've heard, you know, the saying, and I don't know if it's true because they say whatever 95% of statistics are made up. So maybe that 95% statistics made up as well. But I've heard that 90% of disappointment comes from unrealistic expectations. And so, you know, maybe it's mismanaged expectations, whatever it is. So if we're going the reverse on that now and somebody's starting right now brand new and they get to talk to the legend lisa grossman what would you do what would you say how would you set those proper expectations because you said i mean most people they're gonna have that energy and within 72 hours to a week uh, a lot of times that can be gone for most people that can be gone and for most people they don't do anything in those 72 hours to a week, most people are done in the industry. So what would you say? I don't think they're done in a 72 hours to a week. I think that initial excitement is okay. gone. And see, I think first off, you're going to start a business. Excitement's wonderful, but enthusiasm is what you need. Because enthusiasm mm. is to be filled with belief that takes you forward. And excitement is like cotton candy. And when excitement fades, fear sets in. So I think when people start a business, they have to recognize first off that they've started a business and look at it realistically. So what are the mistakes that people make? Well, number one, they don't really recognize that they're in a business. They want the rewards that they see people who understand they're in a business are achieving, but they don't know they're in one. And the reason I say this is the things that come out of their mouth. For example, network marketing doesn't work. Okay. But then you start to ask them questions. Well, why do you believe it doesn't work? You know, what did you do? I talked to three people and they all laughed at me. Well, that's the equivalent of deciding to open a dress shop, renting the store, if you're in business, filling it with inventory, putting a sign out open for business. Three people walk in, they browse the merchandise, they leave and you say, I quit. It doesn't work. <laughs> Obviously, people don't wear dresses anymore. I'm done. And you shut the store down. Now, nobody would do that because when you open a dress shop, you think about it and you set up business and you really made all these decisions. But network marketing is so easy to get involved in that most people never really understand what they got involved in. Signing an application, ordering some product is not the beginning of a business. It's not really a business at all. It can be turned into a business, but that does not a business make. So the first step in any business, in my opinion, the first step in anything in life, if you want to be successful, is find what the people who are achieving the results that you want are doing and do what they do. It's called consult an expert. We've been doing it all our lives or not. And so many people want to one off the proven method of success. And so many people are so anxious to sign somebody up, they're inclined to let them do it. And every time you deviate from the proven plan of success, 
you have no, you don't know where you're going to go. So what the results are going to be, even if they work. So number one, it's not what you can do. It's what you can duplicate. And when you get started, what you want to duplicate is what has worked time after time, after time, after time, after time. Now it took me two years to figure that out. So I'm not suggesting that it comes overnight, but don't be dumb like I was because at the end of the day, what works works. It's not what you can do. It is what you can duplicate. Too many times in network marketing, everyone's trying to turn everybody into this professional salesperson. And at the beginning, that's great. You can do that. You find some people, but then all of a sudden, what happens when you find somebody with a skill set on a scale one to 10? We're not judging them as a person. We're judging them as a, as a skill set, right? And their skill set maybe is a three, four, five, very trusted, great people. But as far as selling, which is what, unfortunately, some of us get too much into sell, 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 instead of what you just talked about is, is what works is what duplicates, not what you can do. It's what duplicates. And so that's what I love is you're always so focused on simplistic systems of what would the average, and you always go back to, I think you always use the name Aunt Betty. What, what would Aunt Betty? Always about, it's always about Aunt Betty. And here's why. It's always about Aunt Betty and anything. Yeah. If you want to build something that is based on large numbers of people being able to do something in various locations, different cultures, different languages around the world, it comes down to cookie cutter systems, no matter what the business is. Why did McDonald's take off? Because their hamburger was so great? Please. Because the, the McDonald's brothers had developed a system that could be replicated in multiple locations around the city, around the country, and ultimately around the world. And if you read the book, you'll notice that when Kentucky Fried Chicken came up, came, you know, started, they went to Ray Kroc and said, oh my God, we got to start, start to sell chicken. And he said, we're about distribution. When we got the distribution covered, we'll talk about chicken. He said, okay. Um, when Arthur Features Fish and Chips came up, he said, oh my God, we got to sell fish. We're going to lose people to the fish business. He said, we're about distribution. We've got the network set up. We'll sell fish. But first we get the distribution and then we get the cook, we get everything fine-tuned. Well, today, you know, they fillet a fish and chicken McNuggets outsell all the competition that specialize in those businesses. Because once a business is built properly, you can pretty much do almost anything with it. But blueprinting your business is so important. And in network marketing, it's been done. You always tell people once upon a time, 5,000, 10,000 years ago, whenever it was, some industrious caveman was looking at the top of a hill, looking at all the stuff they'd be up the hill. And he said, oh boy, that looks tough. And he came up with a wheel. Now today we still use it. We've improved upon it time and time again, but there's walk out your door, planes, trains, automobiles, bicycles, and everything in between utilizes that simple concept of a wheel to move things from place to place. So if there's no wheel, you invent one. But when there is, you don't reinvent it. We still haven't. We're using it to this day with all the modern advances we've made. And network marketing, like everything else, has a recipe for success. And when I say it's not about what you can do, network marketing isn't about sales. Look where it started and how it started. It was a transitional business to create a network of consumers for a goods brand or, or service that was developed by having people market to their network, 
What is a network? A group of people that you know, who know you, where there's a trust factor and you can connect them to something they don't know about because they trust you enough to take a look at it, whether it be opportunity or product. You weren't supposed to have to know a lot about it because that's where the company came in. They know about their product. They've got the expert. They ship it. They, they, they take the money, all those things that they do. What the company cannot do is replace or your relationship with the person that you connect to the information that they don't have. That's the partnership. If the company didn't know how valuable that partnership was, they could get the same margins with infomercials, but they never have that relationship and they never have that ability to go from person to person to person. Selling stops at the transaction. Direct sales is a part of network marketing. Whenever somebody sits down with a person and they talk to somebody, directly and a product is bought or if somebody joins an opportunity, that's a transaction that is a direct communication. We can call that a direct sale. However, there are other people in the process in this network that are able to earn commissions when that transaction, that direct sale takes place because that's a support network that is built in and able to enable it to grow and grow and grow, you know, to unlimited numbers and grow the business. And that's the beauty of the methodology. So smart people, successful people spend most of their time doing that, which only they can do. And they automate, delegate or eliminate everything else. Well, most of the things that people try to reinvent the company's automated. You don't have to open a store and you don't have to stock with product and you don't have to figure out how to take an order because all that's automated for you online. And you don't really have to know how to explain the product on day one, because nobody cares if you know how to do that anyway, you have to be able to explain your product story because only you can talk about your experience with the product first person. Other people will use your story in order to be more effective and to validate their own, but nobody tells your story like you, even when you're brand new, even when you don't think you tell it well, you'll always tell it correctly, it's your story. You can delegate the science to the video, the audio, or the doctor they bring into the event. You can delegate the compliment explanation to the audio, the video, the brochure, or the expert in the upline who really wants to, you know, in his spare time, go get a job at MIT teaching compliment theory because nobody cares about the compliment anyway. What they want to do is know is what they have to do to make the compliment work for them. And all you really have to do in the beginning is go out and marry the process and, and, and divorce the results. And the process all the time is to go out and offer people choice Best time is with people that you know. And Aunt Betty, she's a pro at that. She lives in a small town and she's not so busy running around worrying about what people are going to think of her that she has time to listen to what other people are saying, which is the key to being successful in network marketing anyway. You want to be better at this? Don't sell, listen. You want to go out and have people care about what you're doing? You want to have people want to join you? Don't sell, listen. Imagine that every person you meet has a bucket that is filled with all the stuff that is driving them crazy, all of life's disappointments, all the things that didn't work out, all the, the times that they tried and failed. And their bucket is so full of all this disappointment and, 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 and just angst that they have no bandwidth. Even if you have the cure for the financial cancer that's killing them, the product that can make their life more convenient and give them better health, wealth, prosperity, whatever it is, their bandwidth is not available to hear that right now. But if you will sit down with them and let them empty the bucket, there's all the room in the world for you to fill that bucket up again with stuff that is better for them and in turn better for you.
And we don't care if people choose to join our some business or not. We only care that they make informed choices because if you talk to enough people and you can get people to make decisions that are based on good information, then respect whatever decision they make. Because while the products are universal, the business certainly isn't. It's not for everybody. And you have to believe that when you say it, because being a doctor is not for everybody. We all go see them, right? That's a rant, and I apologize for that. No, I, I'm just, I'm like, I don't even know where to start. I'm like, listening to all this, I'm like, did she just say that in one breath? She just literally just went off in one breath. You could probably rewatch just that part, that section. I know I could 10, 15, 20 times and over and over, you would find more and more and more insights, new insights, but you were getting at some of the things that you've taught me and shared with me what I love. You were talking about, you know, marrying the process, divorcing the result. You were talking about the uniqueness of one story and the power of that. You were talking about, you know, that's what, what people are learning how to do. And there's one thing is you were getting to, and then we stopped as we were going on and on. What One of the things you taught me, and I'd love to expand upon this because I think it's important people really focus on this in their systems. What is the most important thing when someone starts this business? What do they want to be able to accomplish? What are they scared of? It's being able to make their money back. And you taught me they don't want to no be embarrassed. If you interview 100 people and say, what do you want to do in network marketing? They'll all say make money. Of course they will. What they really want is to make their money back. And the reason they want to make their money back is primarily to prove to themselves that they didn't make a mistake. Nobody wants to feel foolish. And when I hear that, I kind of laugh because nine times out of 10, especially if you're a product-based business, you are not investing money. You are taking a liquid asset. You are converting it to a hard asset, which is product. And then in a business format, the natural next step would be to convert it back to a liquid asset again, usually at a profit. Um, in traditional business. I, on the other hand, go back to network marketing 101. I always go back to network marketing at its roots. How did it start? Where did it flourish? How did it grow? How did it gain acceptance? And what you want to do is you want to go out. The first thing people need is a story. A brand new person needs a story and they need belief. They want their money back because they have, they want belief. Why does nobody ever say to you they want their money back? Why do we never go out and teach somebody, oh, I'll teach you how to get your money back? Well, if I said, hey, Rob, come join me in business. I'll teach you how to get your money back. His answer would probably be, how about if I stay home, don't get in business and keep my money? I mean, it's a lot of work. But the reality is too many people will go out and say, you know, sign up with me and then we'll go sign up two more people to do the business or three people or whatever it is. And when you do that, the first order bonuses will get your money back. It's a math. It's good on paper. It looks good when you draw it as a math problem. But the reality is nobody needs a one-year supply of product. And nobody needs to go out and use their product as samples because, again, we're going to move from Aunt Betty to my single mom or my college student. I believe you build a business to the minimum. What is something that everybody can do? Now, will everybody do it if you build a system that where everybody can do it? Of course not. Of course not. You're never going to get everybody to go do anything. You know, but if you have a system that everybody can do, it's on them. And once you have a system that everybody can do, you don't change. How do you get people to duplicate? You say the same thing over and over and over again. And you do the same thing over and over and over again. And when people want to go off the reservation to be one off, that's okay. It's their business. You just kind of don't 
pay attention. You don't get distracted because if they're not following the proven plan of success, you won't even know how to, how to evaluate it if they do something right. And nine times out of 10, it's not going to be right because it won't duplicate. So can a single mom give all her product away as samples to build her business? No, because at the end of it, she'll have no product, a few customers, but not enough to replace that product. So she'll be out of business. So she has to get her money back. What is network marketing for marketing to your network? So what do you do in business? Let's go to real business. In a real business, let's, let's reverse engineer it. I'm a deconstructor. Today is wonderful Wednesday and Rob's company is going public and he's reflecting how it all got started. Well, before this big momentous day when he's going to cash out with his big public offering, he remembers the day when he had to deal with the vulture capitalists. This is when his company was getting big and he needed more money for expansion and it was venture capital time. So he didn't talk about that much because nobody really wants to deal with them, but that's what you deal with. You get to a certain level, not big enough for the public markets yet, but really too big to, to go to a bank because you're just getting real big. So now he reflects back, oh, I remember the days before the venture capitalists. That's when the angel investors came in. Those were the good guys. We were just at a small shop, six of us, big dreams, you know, just getting going. And they saw the vision. They came in and got us to that next level. But, you know, but what about before them? What about when you were sitting at home in your, you know, in your house, looking at the four walls and your whole vision was in your head and you had no, you had nothing to show, no track record, no collateral, nothing. And you couldn't go to the bank. Oh, that's easy. That was the friends and family stage. Where else do you go when you've got a great idea, no collateral, no track record? Well, when a brand new person starts network marketing, stage one, they're sitting at home. They got about 12, 14 bottles of one month supplies of whatever the lead product or company is. It's stage one. That's friends and family time. Close friends and family. Hot market. Who are those people? They're the people that love you so much. They trust you not at all when it comes to business. They want to protect you from yourself. They think you're foolish. They've always thought you were foolish. And you know what? You don't want them in business with you. So when you say, I don't want to call my phone family, you're right. The only thing worse than if your family said, yes, I'm going to get in your business. When they say no is if they said yes. But they are there to help and support you. Hi, Aunt Betty. It's Lisa. I've started a new business. I'm excited about it. Yes, it's in network marketing. And no, I am not asking you to join. I'm not even asking you to be my customer. I do want your help. I want you to be a trial customer. I want you to buy a one month supply. I want you to use the product. And if you like it, which I'm sure you will, most people do, I'll show you how to get it forever. You can even help me get some more customers, maybe get yours for free. If you don't like it, I'll never ask you to buy it again, but right now I want you to try it because if you do, I want your testimonial for my marketing. So help me be successful. Can I count on you, Aunt Betty? Now that's a Girl Scout cookie approach. approach. Those little lovely girls smiling at my front door have been using it to sell those lousy cookies that nobody wants to eat for years and years and years. They're overpriced. Have you noticed how many cookies they sell? Because our instinct is to help. Now, honestly, 40 to 50% of the people that you ask and 30 to 50% of the people that you text, if they're in your hot market, will help you out. Why? Because you've given them the out. If they don't like it, you'll never ask them to buy it again. You've asked them to try. And before you feel guilty about that, remember this. No company that markets these kinds of products from Estee Lauder to Vitra's Foods to Heinz Ketchup and everybody in between can get a customer and neither can you. They all go after with every ad, with every product placement, with every infomercial, they are all doing the same thing. 
They're asking you to buy a product, try it. And if you like it, it is your experience with the product that will determine long-term if that becomes your brand or not, not the advertisement or the person who asked you. If I walked around your house, I would find a bunch of brands that once upon a time you saw an ad or a friend recommended or whatever it was you bought, you went home and you said, oh, wow, I like this. And because of that experience and the veil, you kept buying it. Now there's a bunch of stuff you didn't keep, you threw out or you used up and never bought again or you gave as I did to the housekeeper that you bought, you tried it and said, eh. and, it was, and it didn't become your brand. That's what people do. We buy things, we try them, and then we make decisions if we're going to go forward. And that's all you're asking your hot market to do. Now, when someone brand new does that, they have three things. One is their money back. Two, they have a story. Three, they know that nobody can tell them that they can't do it and that it can't work and that they can't do it again. And they are also in a position from that point forward they are a hot market expert trainer because if they've done it, they can do it again and they can teach somebody else how to do it. And that is all it takes to be go from being feel, sitting in a chair, feeling that you can't do anything to being able to start other people off correctly. And that's where it all begins. And the next thing they do is go out to their war market and they start having conversations with people and getting them in front of the information, pointing, guiding them, directing them to a third party a source of information that isn't them. It should never be you. Tell a story, your owner, someone else's, read them something. Because duplication begins at the moment you talk to somebody. And people, whether if that salesman shows up, yeah, a good presenter who can sell, you'll sign somebody up. But here's what happens, nine times out of 10. They're sitting there going, oh, I, this is so good, I have to get in it. I can't do what Rob's doing. I, I can't talk like that. I can't do what he's doing. Oh my, I can't do that. So either they immobilize themselves and they want to go to presentation school for the next five years, getting ready to get ready before they talk to anybody because they don't feel like they're good enough to do what was done with them. Or worse, they go out thinking they are good enough. They make three attempts at presentations where they flatly fall on their face, especially with people that they know who are wondering why they're just not talking to them, but having a presentation with them. And then they quit. On the other hand, if you call and talk to somebody, you have a conversation with them, which only you can do because you have a relationship. You say, hey, go watch this video or come to this meeting and look at my good friend, Rob. He's going to share everything. You know, what do I know? I, I got involved. I bought some product, loved the product, you know, bought 10 bottles, sold 10 bottles, got my money back. I've been in three days, but I have a support team that I know is going to help me achieve my hopes and dreams. And I feel like maybe if you see what I see, they can help you to come. Rob knows everything. So somebody's going to. I can invite somebody to go hear Rob. I can put somebody on three-way call. I can tell, show somebody where a video is. I can direct them to a website. I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. I can't do that. Doesn't duplicate or worse. It does. We've got a mobilization. I can do that. Goes fast. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. So to me, that's starting out correctly. And here's the other thing I would say. I take everything back to cooking. Um, if you don't know how to cook, and even if you do, the first people immediately say, I'll stand in front of a thousand people, a hundred people, 10 people. What would you do if you don't know how to cook? I'd get a cookbook. I'd go on the internet. I'd get a recipe. Great. What would you do? I'd follow the recipe. Well, if you were had to make dinner Sunday night, you'd never made the recipe before. You didn't know how to cook. But the first time you follow that recipe, would be Sunday. No, I'd make it a couple times. Okay. 
Network marketing, when you are working with top performers who are consistently over time, building large groups, making huge incomes themselves, but more importantly, helping other people that have never done it to do the same thing. And they give you the recipe. If you'll follow a recipe to get a good lasagna, why won't you follow a recipe for success to get a great life? Mm. We keep it, we make it so complicated and I love how you just break it down and you take something so complicated and you make it so simple. I love your Girl Scout analogy and it just always like, always I go back to our conversations and I always just keep thinking of your Girl Scout analogy, your Aunt Betty analogy, your analogy of, you know, you set your business up for the minimums of what what can the, the average person do? What can what you said is what can everyone do? Doesn't mean everyone's going to do it, but what can everyone do? And so as you're setting up your systems, some of you have gotten where you're making it too too professional. You're making it too difficult. You're making it where you're training everybody to be professional salespeople. And I know when I started in this industry over nine years ago, at the beginning, I'm like, I got to, I got to. You a youngster. I started 30 years ago. I know. I was young. I'm still young. But look, I've got some of these gray hairs right here popping up. I'm trying to go for the silver fox look so people think I'm doing good. Very nice to look at. I know. I'm looking. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm 37 years old. Got the four kids. I think it was the fourth kid or the third kid that, that did Don't that. Don't tell great. them. I don't be upset that they did it and the others will be jealous it wasn't them. They can't win with kids. I won't tell them, but I took the, the duplication yeah. philosophy too literally. I went from one to two, two to four. Now I'm on the four and no more program. But I did that when I started in the industry where I became I've heard five keeps you alive longer. Five does? Yeah, four no more. How about five to be alive? You should have a fifth. Easy to say when someone doesn't have five, right? No, I think two is good for me, but five will work for you. <laughs> Oh, geez, I'm doing my best to try to keep up. You may have a little three-year-old running here any minute. You never know when he's going to wake up from his nap, but it's fun times. And, and you know, what What I love is, you know, talking about this is is I've gone through these mistakes. I, I know I tried to master, and I don't know if you ever truly master anything, but I did my best to become as good as I could at presenting. And I knew every single statistic and I talked the talk and I could just tell everybody every little detail about my company and leadership. And I just had this presentation so dialed in. And the problem was, is exactly what Lisa's saying. People would watch it and they say, that's great. You know, some people would sign up just because the presentation was so good, but it was just a sell and nobody duplicated and everybody wanted me to do the presentation and I couldn't grow my business. I couldn't duplicate the business to the level that I wanted to duplicate the business because everything became contingent on me on my presentation so good. And I had someone come to me and say, you got to dumb down your presentation. You got to make your presentation a lot more simple because what works is what duplicates. And you may think that you're pretty good now at this. The but only people that are allowed to do that are the healthcare professionals. And we want them to, because we don't want anybody trying to be them. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, that's you know, it's interesting. I think that what people can do is you always want to improve the process. So many people are so focused looking at the results. They always want to, and if you, and they look at the results, if they're unhappy with the results, they focus their attention on the results instead of the process that got them there. And my partner, Curtis Brum, is always saying, marry the process and divorce the results. And what he means by that is if you make the process better, the, you know, we follow the same basic process today 
that I followed 30 years ago, 28 years ago, because the first two, I wasn't so coachable exactly. But, you know, I digress. I, I prefer to focus on the 28 where I was. But in any case, technology changes, human nature doesn't. So we may be on a Zoom instead of a conference call, or we may be able to be live with all these people instead of we would have been doing this sitting on stools at the front of a room where only the people in the room would have heard us. And um, even then a video crew setup would have been expensive and it probably would have been then so would have survived, you know, the test of time to go out far and wide. But the conversation about the people is primarily the same. And here's what it comes down to. Everybody always wants to question which they're with that, which they're unsure of. Action is what transcends to belief. So you go back to what is something that everybody can do? And I was in a meeting in my very, very first year in network marketing and Jeff Roberti was training and Jeff is the quintessential master. He is the master of making the complex simple because he was doing tremendously well at that time. He's been with one company this whole time. He doesn't have the largest income in network marketing today, but, his, but it's huge and it's entirely dependent on a solid Result, uh, consumer base consuming month in month out couldn't touch that that check if you tried and a lot of people were sitting there questioning him and challenging him and challenging him he was very very patient and finally as he should have he lost patience because it would be the equivalent of a first year medical student challenging a world renowned brain surgeon on how you do brain surgery I mean, it's just people do not give the profession the respect that it deserves because ultimately the people that are sharing this with you, nobody is an overnight success. You can make some money selling, but it will go up and down because there's a difference between, between selling and getting some money for what you've done today that you're directly involved in and building a business that will survive you. And anybody mm -hmm. who's very good understands, I like to think of um, the best leaders as invisible leaders. Because great leaders in business, and this is a business, when they start something, they the day they start it, they start with the thought, how can this run without me? How can this survive without me? How can this not only survive without me, but thrive without me? And they build the business accordingly. So if you're the smartest guy in the room, find another room. If you're building something that's dependent on you, if the business is only happening where you are and when you leave, the business goes down and that's okay in the beginning. But if that's the way it's being built, that you're this big deal, then you're building a business that has a date stamp on it because the, the best case scenario is it dies when you do. And the worst case scenario is that you become incapacitated and it doesn't survive to take care of you and your incapacitation. So you have to build not so that you can not be there and it, and it runs perfectly well. So when you look at those systems, that's how you build, you build the process. So Jeff was talking about this and he said, to, finally said, look, I could do more business with a trained monkey because they listen. And somebody said, well, what do you mean? And he said, monkeys like bananas. He said, I can take a monkey and teach a train the monkey, ring doorbell, stand still, wait five minutes, ring next doorbell and teach them on a block and get them trained to where they understand that if they ring a doorbell on a whole block, they'll get a banana at the end of the block. Because after I've got them trained to do that, I'm going to put a sign around their neck that says, take videotape, watch videotape. If you like what you see, please take a videotape. If you like what you watch it, if you like what you see, please call my owner at the following number. And I'm going to give them a box of videotapes. He said, and I'm going to drop the monkey off at one end of the block and they're going to ring doorbells and go down the block and people are going to take videotapes, watch them and somebody's going to call me. He said, now, after a while, you know what your numbers should be because people are not numbers, but it is a numbers game and it really doesn't matter 
how good a salesperson, if you're getting too many people to say yes, you're too good a salesperson because at the end, the numbers will out. He said, so if my monkey is trained well and, and I find I'm not getting my numbers, I don't need a better monkey. I need a better videotape. So I go back and I improve the process. We're always looking to improve the process. If we improve the process, the, the results will get better. So basic network marketing hasn't changed. All these tools, all this technology, it allows us to extend our reach and to, to more people more effectively, more efficiently, more effectively, um, you know, less, less money. That's great if the messaging is correct. If you're enrolling people, if you're working in depth to find the person you're looking for without offending everybody else, because we get paid on people using product, not on how many people we sign up and by selling them too much so they have a three-year supply, even if they love it. It doesn't work in the long run because it doesn't build anything. It backs up upon itself. And then you're constantly rebuilding and rebuilding and starting over because you were never really building at all, if that makes any sense. 100%. No, that, that is laid out so well. I love that. Improve the process and the results will get better. I love the monkey analogy. I love how you guys notice when she's telling stories, one of the things that she always does is she gives analogy. And that makes such a huge difference. That helps you so that you can fully understand a little bit more in a different way. She says the same thing in a different way. And so learn that. That's an art for some of you, you may already do that. For others, it's just always practicing, getting a little bit better and better. Lisa, what what would you, I mean, you're already giving us so much knowledge. I know we could go on forever and ever and ever. What would you give any parting wisdom that you have for everybody of summing everything up for them? Okay. Um, the only time this is really about you is when you get started. And that's why I always tell people to start with your hot market, ask for help, get them to buy and try your products for the feedback, to get your money back, to have a base of people that are supporting you and cheering you on. Because when you go out to build a business, it's not about you anymore. It's about them. Every time you talk to somebody, it's about them. They have to be your focus. And you want them to make a good decision, the best decision for them. Think bigger. The world is full of people. It doesn't really matter how many people, it doesn't matter if who says yes and who says no, because the only thing you really need to be successful is a company that's a good company that isn't going to quit on you. So do you know that resonates with you, that you are excited about when you get up in the morning and excited when you go to bed and yourself and a commitment that you're going to learn, do your best every day to serve other people by sharing what you have and allowing them to make a choice. We're in the choice business. And at the end of the day, once you know your numbers, if you want your numbers to be bigger, just go offer more people choice. That's it. And I, and I never get upset. Whatever people are doing, I want them to do well. You know, Lisa, one thing I, I actually haven't told you this conversation that I had, it was a good friend of, of ours actually, um, Brian McMullen and I was out to lunch with him. So I'm asking Brian, just, you know, you know, just shooting the breeze, having fun as friends. And Brian says something to me and Brian said, he said, Rob, you know, every person that I know that is really truly focused on serving and helping others with the right intentions that has done it over a consistent period of time 
has absolutely crushed it in our business. And he said, and he gave you as the prime example, he's like, you know, he's talking about just years and years and years ago. I don't know how long you guys have known each other, but he's like years and years and years ago. He's like, you just knew, you just knew how much success she was going to have. And he said, I just always bet on people and I bet on the right people, on the people that, that do those types of always things. Always bet on people. I, Most of my investments that I've made, uh, you know, occasionally buy stock because, you know, you've got a feeling about a company. And even then you're betting on people, but you don't know them. But almost everything I invest in is because I have a good feeling about the people. People bring me business plans and all that stuff. And I'm like, eh, eh, eh. you know, look me in the eye and tell me why you love this and why you're going to make this happen. And I love that because it's really just, it's playing the long game. We play the short game too much and it's instant gratification. And oh, we live in a McDonald's, McNow, McInstant society. And that's a challenge because look what that did for people. They're fat and unhealthy. You know, it's, it's good occasionally. But I would say that play the long game. And, and here's one thing you made me think of. Most people overestimate what they can do in a month and they mm -hmm. underestimate what they can do in a year. And or they spend a year going through days, never realizing it's a year. Sit down and really figure out where you want to be in a year that's realistic and then work it backward and then work it forward. And keep that picture in your head because we don't get what we want, folks. We don't get what we want. We get what we picture. And most people's pictures are so vague, that's why they never come true. And the only way – it's very easy to get a very, very, very definitive clear picture. Just keep asking the next question. Not a bunch of questions at once to overwhelm yourself, but the next question. Think about if you're having a dinner party. You know, what time of year should it be? How many people do I want there? Do I want to do it indoors or outdoors? You know, um, is it going to be buffet or sit down? What will the theme be? And as you ask more and more questions, you start to know exactly what that party is going to look like before you even go to the store to buy one thing. You have it exactly in your head. And that's why you're able to pull it off. You're not trying to figure it out as it's happening. And if you do that with your business, your business will flourish. And the most, and the best thing about it is when you have a clear picture and you're making it happen, you know when things are off track, you can adjust, but it's fun. It's fun to see a picture you've got in your head manifest. And even when you have success, when it's all vague and abstract, it's stressful and it's not fun and you can't even enjoy the process. I meet so many people who have, you know, have success. At least they look like they do. They live in great houses and they make good money and they're just not happy. They've sacrificed so much. Their family can have a great life. The family's having the life without them and they're great before their time because they spend all of their days dealing with stress because they didn't plan it well ahead of time. And they didn't just really enjoy the process of seeing their picture unfold in technical. That's the advice it. I would give you. Because there's find the joy in the day. Forget happy. Find the joy. I don't know of anybody in the entire industry that is more of a servant leader than Lisa. I mean, I remember when I met her years ago, I talked to her, I was so impressed. And she's like, oh, let me let me help your team. And she just got on and just helped my team. I'm like, well, what do you want? She's like, what do you mean? Let me just, let me help your team. Let me do anything I can. And I promise you a lot of people, what happens is, is they play the short game so much that in the end, they mess themselves over on the long game. And I love, I love the servant attitude. I love the insights. I love the simplicity that you taught Lisa. 
I'm excited. We're going to have to do this again because I we know. Better. And look at the so, phone we had today. I mean, this, I hope everybody watching this got something out of it because I know your time was valuable. I'm thrilled that you shared some of it with us because for me, it was a great hour. I mean, I had a great time. I hope you had a great time, Rob. Oh, I had so much fun and I learned every single time that we're on and with Lisa Grossman, the legend. And Rob Sperry, the so, legend, the legend. Thank you so much. Until next time. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you go smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts. And as always, please go leave a five-star raving review. And then the last thing I always want to mention to all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.